Hi everybody, welcome to Rest There Is Grace and today I'm gonna talk about how not to backslide. Yeah, so if you're um, long enough in the Christian community, Christian circle, um, no matter what denomination, you probably heard of the word backslide or backslidden. That person has backslidden. Um, you're probably familiar what it means. You probably experience it or I don't know if, if, uh, if you haven't. Uh, you'll still find this this topic really interesting. So, what is it when what does it mean when a person backslidden or has backslidden? <clears throat> so, you know, uh, normally when when a person says or when when we discuss, we in the Christian circle would talk about like that person has backslidden. We normally talk about that that person has you know caught and caught fallen from grace, um, went back to his old ways. Um, whether you know trap in like an old vice um, or living in sin, all these kind of things. This normally um, what we talk about from an internal standpoint. A person who has backslidden felt normally feels like they're separated from God. Normally, it feels that God is so far away, or God is not happy with their life, or God is somehow taking a grudge um, against them. Uh, it also mean that the person would feel that the Holy Spirit has left them, um, you know, uh, in, in short, separation. So, two things. From an outside perspective, um, when you say that, oh, that person has backslidden, you probably say, you probably mean that that person has not been active in church activities or, you know, you can really see that that person um, is, is basically like in a rut in a rut um, going back to the old old him old old you now let me talk about my backsliding story okay so my goal obviously the story is um, to, to share to you what I went through and what I thought was uh, me backsliding okay so I was uh, you know I, w- I went to the city um, here in the Philippines to study and I was very active in church. I was serving the Lord. I was really there every Sunday, every service I can find. I'll just go there and you just be on fire with the Lord, right? And then, like, you know, sometimes I see, I see other people who are there serving the church, serving the Lord, and I can no longer see them anymore. Like in the next day, next few days or months, and I would asking, I would be asking other people, what happened to this person? And they would say, you know, this person has backslidden. And one time, there's this uh, guy who, who is, I would say, veteran in more veteran in, in the church. Um, and he's more, very active. Also, he's like I think he's a full time uh, staff in the church. One day, he said like, "Hey, Joe, you know, I can really see that you're you're zealous, you're excited about God, and you know, you're so passionate about God. But I'll tell you one thing: the time will come that that zeal would would die down and that zeal would, would be turned off and the time would come. Um, believe me, it's, it's going to happen to you. You're just very excited now, but it, your emotion towards God will not be the same in the future. And I'll tell you that kind of created fear in my heart and in, in my mind and saying like, what, you know, if, the, if people who are, is like him, you know, he's very passionate, he's full time, you know, he has more basically, um, airtime he has more experience in the scripture um, he would backslide what 
what good or how can it not it being being backslidden spare me from you know going the same path and I can from that point onwards I notice like different people from different ministries they no longer attend church and I hear rumors that they actually backslidden and this and that they're doing this they're not living in sin and that kind of like made me afraid and at one point <clears throat> I just felt that I'm no longer as passionate as uh, when it comes to God I'm no longer as passionate as before and I realized like maybe this is it maybe this is the time where I get backslidden this is the time and I know you know I feel so far away I, I feel like my prayer won't, won't go beyond the roof the ceiling of where I'm living and you know I feel like I'm just talking to myself and God is no longer talking back to me I can no longer feel the Holy Spirit and um, then you know I, I, I've seen that it's like a, a normal thing in the church and that this is the reason why we have like recommitment where we actually cry in the altar and say, Lord, I'm, I'm going to give my life back to you. I'm going to re-offer, rededicate my life to you. This is a, a very, um, at least in, in the community that I used to attend, um, very common thing, a very common thing. People would, would say like, Lord, I offer my life back to you, everything um, that I used to, to, I used to be the dri- in the driver's seat. Now I, I will be offering it to you. I, I give you my life back. And rededicating to the Lord, right? So that's my my box sliding story. All right. So there I was, backslidden. I felt like I fall short from the glory of God. I have fallen from grace. Now I'm laughing at it now, but back then it was super super serious matter. And I always feel like you know this is because of the sin that that you know that I'm doing. Because I, I can't seem to put everything together. And, you know, it was just, it was just guilt-ridden um, time for me. And, and then, you know, fast forward in the future. I, I normally just rededicate my life. Uh, sorry, let me go back. So after that, it's, it's not like a one-time thing. I normally would just go back and rededicate my life, sing songs, pray, repent, and then go back. This is like an ending cycle. And I thought, wow, this is the... Christian life. The Christian life is an ending cycle of Lord, I'm sorry, I appreciate, I love you and then Lord, I'm sorry, I appreciate, I love you. So, this is like that. I thought that's gonna be the, the Christian life. I thought, well, everybody's like this because I'm like this. And so I, but deep down I said like, if only there is like, if only my life could be better than, than this. And so fast forward into the future I learned about the love of God yeah so I've been a Christian for a long time but I haven't learned really learned and understood from a deeper sense that how much God loves me and so when I learned that it totally totally revolutionized my life totally changed the walk uh, my Christian walk it totally um, yeah it totally changed me the, the, the grass seems greener the sun seems you know shinier the rain seems more beautiful and let me explain why what I learned was um, that God is much bigger than my sin that Christ is greater than whatever 
it is that I think separates me from God. You know, the scripture says that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. Nothing. And Paul was um, saying that, like, if we could only know how deep, how wide, how the depth of God's love for us, it would definitely change us. And so it definitely is something that we can we can always aim for, but we can never really understand that because God's love for you and me is so deep. So the other thing I really understood more clearly was that Christ, what Christ did on the cross was greater, is a greater sacrifice than sin. That nothing can separate us from His love. That nothing, not, not even angels, not even the principalities and power, not even sin can separate us from His love. And so, the, when I learned that, I realized like um, the feeling where the, the, the feeling that occurs to me when I backslid was I was I felt like the Holy Spirit was uh, upset, and because He was upset, He left me. That feeling when when I look at that, the feeling it, it doesn't have any um, basis at all. And the reason why it doesn't have any basis is because God said that He will never leave me nor forsake me and because of that 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 kind of give me a sense of security that kind of give me a sense of security that you know what no matter what god loves me and even if i fall i will fall and not in hell but i will fall in the hands of the loving god and you might be thinking well now joe you know if i really believe that i can just do anything with my life um and let me tell you something um let me tell you something. You can always make um, to what is good as something and turn it to, for evil. You can always do that. It is your choice. It is your um, under your control whether you want to use the goodness of God for evil or the goodness of God so that you can enjoy more the life that the Lord has given you um, without guilt and condemnation. You know, the scripture says, when you are in Christ, there is now therefore no condemnation. And so why are we living in condemnation? That is as if it is a like a normal thing in life when in fact Christ came here to remove exactly that so that nothing we can no longer said I can no longer come to Father because I'm condemned in the inside. Christ removed the condemnation, you know, and put it in the cross and nailed it in the cross. And so why do we want to live in guilt and condemnation? So in, in such a way that we use guilt as as a parameter and, and condemnation as a parameter as a tool for us to get closer to God why can't we use love you know when it is the very fruit of the Holy Spirit the fruit of the Holy Spirit the proof that the Holy Spirit is inside your heart is there is love peace joy you know um, because when the Holy Spirit is in your life there is fruit and these are the fruit of love ne- never in the scripture that that it says that um, one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is, you know, there's guilt and condemnation in your life. And so I, don't, I can't believe that, you know, like in my mind, I can't believe I was living that kind of life, living a life that as if like condemnation is a normal thing, you know. Um, and I'll tell you something. Um, it freed me. It freed me from fear of being punished. It freed me from fear of being um, going of going to hell now I know there is like part of you saying like that's too good to be true Joseph that's too good to be true that God 
you know, would just allow me to, to sin because he loves me. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is he loves you even when you sin because his love is greater than your sin. And his love that is transformative will enable you to win against sin and condemnation over your life. The, the scripture says, so therefore, um, um, sin has no longer dominion over you because you are no longer under the law, but you're now under grace. So now let me insert this point. Does that mean there's no such thing as backsliding? Okay, silent pause. So what I'm trying to say is there is such thing as a backsliding, but the backsliding is not on God's part. In fact, when you fall in sin, God is still going to be there. He's still going to invite you back to His love and His heart. But then, because you're thinking that God is separated from you, then you're living a life, you're living a life of lie in thinking that God is against you. you know? And that's what I'm, I'm here, I guess that's my, my message now. My message now is it's quite simple. I stand against the judgment that you're judging God and saying like, you know, because I've sinned, because I've committed something, that God is no longer loving me and God is no longer um, going, going to be there for me. That the whole, He already take off His Holy Spirit. You know, that's to write the scripture. The scripture says that He will never, never leave you. And it's never, never, right? N- double, double um, negative, never, never leave you nor forsake you. So, I would like to invite you to stand on the promise that God will never leave you nor forsake you. But now, so going back to the question, does backsliding exist? Yes, it exists in our mind. But as far as God is concerned, we will always be His. It's like if you have kids, you can relate to this more. If your kids disobey you, it's going to hurt you. But the fact that they're still your kids will not change. You cannot say like, you know, um, child, because you did this, you're no longer my kid. It doesn't work that way. Um, Christ made us His kids. And so, and that is like, in the cross, that's a big deal. That's the central theme of the Christian faith. Christ adopted us, grafted us into Himself so that we can stand side by side and the right side of God, righteous before the Lord and become his kids. So what I'm trying to say is this. Um, you can always use this as a reason to abuse and continue what you're doing. But you can use this also to power you in living the life that God wants you to live. You can always use this that, that you will no longer feel separated from God. You will no longer feel that, that chasm, uh, if you can relate to what I just said in, in my story, that the division between you and God. You can no, no longer feel that way because, and even if you sin, and even when you sin, especially when you sin. So, backsliding exists in our end, but in God's end, He will never leave you nor forsake you. And so, there. but there is one such backsliding um, that I think exists um, that's very true in, in the Christian circle today. And let me, let me, share to you what it is so the one backsliding that that's more grievous than sinning <laughs> that exists in many people today is the backsliding on believing that they can 
attain perfection, righteousness, blessedness by their own performance. The scripture says, you know, Paul said that if you're trying to be blessed, if you're trying to be righteous apart from Christ, you have fallen from grace. That is the real fall. The real fall is when you can say, oh, you know what? I'm holier, holier than thou. That, you know, I don't, we don't say this, but I don't need the sacrifice of Jesus. But I can stand in front of the Lord by my own obedience to the Ten Commandments, my own obedience to the, the, the law that Jesus said. I can do that. I can do that. Once you're able, you say, you try to be Jesus, you try to be a savior for yourself, that is when you actually backslidden. Backslidden, you have fallen from the grace of God. There's nothing that can save you because you choose to save your own self. And I think that's the real danger because it is the breeding ground of pride. It is the breeding ground of, of real separation. It's the breeding ground. When I say real separation, it's because you're saying, Jesus, you don't work, I work. Um, it's a breeding ground of, you know, depression. It's a breeding ground of self-righteousness. It's a breeding ground of multiple things that can damage the human mind and human relationship. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, um, I, I used to think this way. I used to think that, you know, one day I can follow the Ten Commandments. One day, um, the two commandments that Jesus said, loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and loving your neighbor as you love yourself, I can definitely do that on my own. That was what I was thinking. But I was uh, perfectly wrong. And thank you, Jesus, that he is perfectly right. So as a recap, as a recap to, to what we've, we've been discussing, uh, first things first, backsliding exists in your mind and in my mind, but it doesn't exist f from God's perspective. W what, um, what the separation that you feel um, is definitely a gap that Jesus wants to close down. And the separation that you feel um, because you sin, for example, is definitely a, a gap that Jesus has killed on the cross, destroyed on the cross. He destroyed sin. And so today, I'm going to tell you something that, um, that would add to this. Uh, once you understand how much God loves you, once you understand that there's nothing, um, there's nothing you can do to make God love you more, and there's nothing you can do to make God love you less, that His love for you is always perfect, that He's always smiling upon you, that His favor is always against you, uh, for you, it's not against you. Um, and maybe, like, and then even if you commit things that are wrong, He, he the Scripture is faithful and just to forgive us from all our sins. And so, if you have this mindset that you're always forgive, you have been forgiven once and for all. Um, if you have this belief, uh, you will really enjoy your Christian life. You will not no longer be sin conscious, but Jesus conscious. And I think that's the higher form of living, where you're conscious about the greater sacrifice, the greater Lamb on the cross who has taken care of you. I think. That would definitely change your mind. It has changed mine. So let me let me leave you with that. Alright. So now how not to backslide? Let me answer the question of for this particular episode. How not to backslide? It is when you're aware 
that Christ's love for you is greater than your sin. That nothing you can do would make Jesus love you less or make God love you less. That what He did in the cross was to destroy the very thing that Christ, that you make as an excuse why you cannot come from the Lord, come to the Lord. You know, we, we have so many excuses why we cannot come to the Lord. I'm not clean enough. I'm not ready. I'm, uh, I'm not perfect. I'm not, uh, I don't have it all together yet. I have still have these vices. I still do this and do that. I still um, sin with my eyes, my ears, my mouth. You know, all these things. The scripture says, all these things he has given to Christ. And in Christ, you have been perfected. In Christ, you have been perfected. So when you say, I'm not perfect, you can say, in Christ, I am perfect. I have been made perfect. So you are acceptable before the Lord. You're acceptable before the Father. You have the very, you have all the reason in the world where you can come to God and stand before the Lord and say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I can stand before the Father, accepted in the beloved. So how not to backslide? You know, change your belief, my friend. Because the only thing that's hindering you from living the life uh, that's fear-free, that's uh, um, condemnation-free, guilt-free, um, it is your thinking of how God would react to your sin. I'm not saying now you can murder someone and you don't feel guilty. I'll tell you, yeah, the, the more you understand that you're forgiven, the more you will be so far away from the tendency of killing someone, okay, or doing something evil because you have been forgiven. The scripture said, he who has been forgiven much um, will, uh, yes, forgiven much will love much, okay? So know that you are forgiven much. Amen.